back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I sit down and have virtual coffee or tea with accomplished and innovative early career professionals, small business owners, founders of startups. Now with me today is Nicole Drake, the talent behind Pet Paintings by Nicole. Nicole creates and sells commissioned artwork of your pets, specifically pet portrait paintings, pet portrait drawings, and even pet portraits painted on jean jackets. They also have a second business called Nicole Drake Paints, which is focused more on abstract paintings. Nicole has over 11 years of painting experience, and I'm really excited to dive into their journey. Now, before we do just that, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. That really helps our podcast out. And you can also find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Happy listening wherever you are listening to Virtual Coffee, no matter what podcast app. We hope you enjoy it. And with that, Let's dive into Nicole's story. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Same, same here. Yeah, really excited to hear your story and perspectives and advice. So to kick things off, you know, I know I found you through Instagram, through your pet paintings by Nicole Instagram page, but you have a second business as well, right? Yeah, um, my second business, it's still run on Instagram, but that one is Nicole Drake Paints on Instagram. And that one is more like home decor, abstract paintings based off of interior design, things like that. Awesome. Very cool. So I'd love to hear the inspiration for pet paintings and Nicole Drake Paints. When did you decide to launch these businesses and, and what drove the launch of those businesses? Yeah. So the launch of these businesses were actually together as Nicole Drake Paints. It was kind of an umbrella business where I was doing commission paintings for like pet portraits, the abstracts. I was doing for a minute there, I was doing like house paintings, greeting cards, like anything you think of when you go online and you're like, oh, I want to buy from an artist. I was kind of doing all of them just because I just didn't know like where it was that I wanted to direct it. And then eventually I started seeing like which two were really like resonating with my audience. I really had hopes like one would resonate and that I would find my brand that way. But two really like popped off. It was the pet paintings and then it was the abstract paintings for home decor. And so a minute for a minute there, I was still Nicole Drake paints. I was still doing both of the artwork underneath this just umbrella brand. And then at one point, it just got so confusing for me personally, I just had to split it. So that's how I ended up with two Instagram handles. And in my mind, I eventually had to admit to myself, like I have two businesses because I was working with two different audiences. I was working with two different brands. If I was having business talks with people, like they were just completely different conversations. And so kind of the overall launch of the art business was in 2015. But then the actual split of the businesses was in 2019. I love that brand experimentation of, you know, it seems you were saying, okay, I'm going to do all these types of paintings that that I like to do and just see what lands. And those, that abstract and, and pet paintings kind of bubbled up as the main themes. That's very cool experimentation <laughs> there. I love that. Because I, I wonder if other artists say, okay, this is my style. That's all I'm going to do which is definitely another another route to go down. But just love that experimentation you did. 
And don't get me wrong, that was more like an unconscious thing. Like I wasn't con- like for anyone <laughs> listening who wants to start their art business, um, it was not a conscious experiment. It's definitely something that I look back on and I'm like, okay, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just know I needed to do art because it was like in my soul. It's something I need mm-hmm. to do. But then looking back, I can see where I was doing it all. Two things bubbled up and then I eventually split it. So for anyone listening, if you're not thinking like, oh, I need to consciously do that, don't worry about it because <laughs> that's more like in retrospect kind mm. of reflection. <laughs> right. Hindsight is is always 20, yeah. 20 right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So I'd, I'd love to know more about the paintings you sell, just kind of the process there. Like if I were to want to purchase a painting from you, um, either the abstract or the pet painting, what's the, the process there? How long does it take, uh, et cetera? So the process actually starts with a conversation because both of the products I offer are very custom. Like I need to talk to you about the color scheme in your house and you also, the customer has preferences and, you know, they have opinions and things that they want included. Same thing with pet paintings. I need to collect all these photos from you and you want me to make sure that I'm doing one where your pet is smiling. Excuse me. So it all starts with a conversation. Usually what I do is in my Instagram bios, I put on there message me to request a painting, but I still have a link in my Instagram bios to actually go to a website and just click buy. Okay. And then, you know, I can email you afterwards, but the more popular and more successful orders usually come from if you and I can start our conversations first. So that's usually how it starts is you'll kind of just reach out to me. It's just a conversation just like you and I are having right now. We (laughs) just kind of chat. And then for the pet paintings right now, their lead time, I hate admitting this because it's like, (laughs) oh, it's so cringy. But their lead time right now is five to seven weeks because of how many orders I have right now. So their lead time is five to seven weeks. And then the abstracts are six to eight weeks for completion. And those can vary. But right now at this time of the year, I'm a little backed up. Um, So those are a little bit longer. Yeah. But the customer always gets a say in it. That's why we have the conversation because I'm really basically taking your order. I'm like, hey, what do you want your painting to look like? Because they are all custom. Right. I love that. And your your pet paintings are just, oh my gosh, they're so good. I love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> we have we recently adopted a, a a second dog back in February and our first dog, we have like a, a pet portrait of him. So I'll need to order through you for our, our second dog because we definitely need one oh, for him. <laughs> congratulations on your second dog. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we Definitely need his painting hanging around our house. Awesome. The The next question I had is, where do you ship? Do you have any location restrictions in terms of uh, shipping your portraits or your paintings uh, rather? So I ship nationwide within the U.S. I have shipped to Canada multiple times. Nice. So I can do Canada for any listeners there. And I've done Italy. So I wow. feel comfortable with European orders too. But I usually am okay to have conversations about orders going abroad. Oh, and I've done Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. uh, Which is, I mean, it's the U.S. territory. So the post office delivers there. It's just a little bit more expensive. But for any U.S. territory citizens out there who are interested but are worried about extra shipping costs, it's actually not that bad. Or any business owners out there who are worried about 
shipping abroad or further away, it's not that bad. I just do the homework first and then let them know what the increased shipping rates are. But I don't really exclude anyone for shipping because it's possible. Right. Yeah, that's great to hear. And that's awesome. You've had international sales as well outside the US. Congrats on that. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very cool. And I'd like to know a bit more about you and your passion for painting. You know, is this was this always a passion since you were younger and a kid? Or was this a, (laughs) a more recent passion? Just where where did this come from? So, you know, when you're a kid and the teacher goes around and they say, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. My answer was artist. Awesome. And I just kind of like stuck with it. I really, there weren't a lot of people who said artist when they were a kid. And, you know, my parents had a little concern because they were like, you know, artists <laughs> are starving, right? And so then there was a little bit of fire in me to be like, well, I'm not going to be a starving artist. So there's a lot of it that comes with from like the passion of it but a lot of it was like I'm gonna do it I just had a determination like I'm gonna be a working artist so I've definitely I from day one when I was a five-year-old kid in kindergarten I told people I was gonna be an artist and (laughs) I stuck with it I went to school for art I liked being known as the kid who was gonna go to art school I went to school for art moved to Raleigh after I went to school in the North Georgia mountains and In North Carolina, there's just this huge scene for shop local. And so the move to Raleigh, while it wasn't a conscious decision to move here for shop local, I really got lucky and I really saw the opportunity here when I moved here. And so I was like, okay, I really can do it. Let's do it. So spent the last five years in Raleigh trying to make it happen and it's happening. That's awesome. I yeah, love that. And how was the experience with art school? Like, did you I'm very unfamiliar with art school myself, but did you find that that really helped you like hone your skill set? Or what were your, your, I guess, main takeaways from art school? So art school for everyone is going to be different. I did not go to an art school. I went to a liberal art school. Okay. Um, So there are going to be listeners out there who are like, yep, uh-huh. I know about liberal arts school. <laughs> um, so everyone's art school experience is going to be different. I think there are some schools out there that are more equipped to set their art students up for success and to actually run an art business. Schools like SCAD, you know, the Savannah School of Art and Design, you know, <laughs> I can't think of any of the other ones <laughs> sure, right now, sure. but you know, the big art schools, they're more equipped. But I do speak with a lot of artists And I actually do artists and like small business online coaching sessions, like weekly coaching sessions, because there are a lot of artists and small business creators out there who are just like, you know, art school didn't teach me how to make money. Mm -hmm. And why isn't art school teaching us how to use Instagram as a selling platform? Why do I have to learn it on my own time, pay for my own lessons and my own courses? Why didn't they incorporate this into art school? And I just think that art school isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's there. And and maybe, I mean, I've been out of school for five years now, so I don't know what my program looks like anymore. And maybe they are incorporating online sales platforms, but they didn't teach me that. And I definitely had to spend the last five years learning how to take my business online and sell through social media, which is an amazing platform. And so I get creators all the time being like, why didn't they teach us this in art school? So 
for any listeners out there who are like, okay, I'm in art school, it's going to happen. It's okay if it doesn't. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be disappointed if it doesn't. And don't be disappointed if you don't want to stick, like stick through it and want to pursue other means of learning. You know, there are, there are definitely artists who stopped going to school because they were like, this isn't going to do it for me. I need to put my money into an online course instead. So for me personally, I, I've been offering courses because of that. And, you know, I've spent five years learning it. And I also recommend like, hey, you can go somewhere else for it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you bring up an an interesting point that I haven't thought about of, you know, perhaps what's Mm -hmm. missing is the hybrid of like a business and art school, like that combination, Mm -hmm. right? Because you mentioned you're, you're hearing and perhaps you experienced it yourself that art school didn't teach me how to make money, how to run my business. Mm -hmm. So what is that, that hybrid? How can you teach the skill sets of art and everything that, you know, art school encompasses plus here's how to leverage that skill set and make it your career. Yeah. It's like a very interesting perspective. Yeah. And I don't try to be too harsh on like the school system because, you know, they, they're still developing just like we are. So Mm -hmm. if you are finding that school isn't doing it for you, don't be too hard on them either. Like they're, Mm -hmm a business as well. They're trying to <laughs> catch up to the times also. Right. Yeah, exactly. And perhaps that that hybrid exists out there. You know, I, I certainly yeah. am not not familiar with all the, the art schools that are out there. So perhaps that's that's already a thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What other advice do you have for for those wanting to start a business, say, you know, say for artists or or anyone really wanting to start a small business? Because it, it seems you really how to how to learn that over the past uh, five ish plus years. What's that big advice you have for others? So some of the biggest advice I've been giving others specifically this year, thanks to our circumstances with COVID mm-hmm. is make sure you have an online presence, you need to have online platforms, because everything's moving online right now. We don't know how long it's going to last. And we don't know if this is going to be a permanent shift. So you need to have an online presence. It doesn't need to be perfect yet. You can perfect it later, but you've got to throw it up on the gram or on (laughs) Facebook or on TikTok. It's got to be somewhere. And the second advice is consistency. So either consistent in like posting, consistent in making, consistent in having those conversations with your followers, finding the one craft. So like, for instance, when I was doing five things, like, you know, house painting, mm-hmm. abstracts, pet paintings, try to find the one that people have ordered over and over and over again, and hone in on that and make that your brand. Because people are going to go to you for that. And they're going to say like, oh, you need a pet painting. It's Nicole. Whereas mm-hmm. there are some other brands who do house paintings, pet paintings, wedding paintings, stuff like that. There's just more opportunity for someone else to say, oh, you need a wedding painting, go to this one person who seriously just offers only wedding wedding paintings, not wedding petting, uh, paintings, yeah. <laughs> pet paintings, stuff like that. So I would say definitely have a social media presence. And then also consistency, making sure you're repeating the exact same thing over and over again, because that's going to give you success. Yeah, all great pieces of advice. I particularly love that one on mastery of your brand. And I think what you did so brilliantly was that split of your abstract Mm. paintings versus your pet paintings. Because 
you know, just exploring your your pet paintings Instagram, which is the one I, I was familiar with, it's not, you're not trying to advertise both, right? Like that is your pet mm-hmm. paintings Instagram. And like you said, now I know it's Nicole's pet paintings. Like that's who I'm going to go to when I need a portrait of, yeah. of Oliver and my, my dog. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, that's, oh, I really like that because I, I find a lot of Instagrams are, oh, we have everything, right? Whether it's whatever business, like we offer this, 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 mm-hmm. and this, and all these products, and it's almost overwhelming at first. Yeah. So that's interesting to view the differences of someone who offers, you know, a million products versus you've mastered your brand and mm-hmm. the success that that has brought you. I just love that you brought that up. I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. And then um, something else I learned specifically this year is that you can cross brand once you have developed each like so say I want to actually have three businesses because I do house paintings pet paintings and I do wedding paintings Mm -hmm. you make three different instas you spend a good five months building each of those brands and then one day you just say on your pet painting insta oh yeah I also paint houses and then all those people who love you for your pet paintings, they're like, oh my God, I can have more art from Nicole. I want it. Mm -hmm. And so then you get such a dedicated following that they want to buy from all of your brands. And so you can also cross market too. You've built up this brand for pet paintings and now you can advertise your wedding paintings to them too. So separating them doesn't mean that you'll never get to cross brand them. Mm -hmm. It just means you're spending the extra time to perfect them like you said, and then you can cross brand them as well. That's just such a great point of, yeah, don't be afraid to first split off and recognize you might have several businesses going on. And then like you're saying, yeah, once you build those different followings, then you can start to to slowly mash them together and yeah, mm-hmm. and just increase your success so, so rapidly. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, just such a unique uh, piece of advice. I really love that. Where are you hoping to take your pet paintings by Nicole, Nicole Drake Paints? Where are you hoping to take these businesses? Do you have, you know, major milestones you're hoping to reach this year or the next five years? Uh, Just curious where your head's at with your businesses. So I think short term, I really want to be, like I said, I want to be the person that gets referred to as the pet painting. So I'm also very, I really hone in on local markets. So I really all everything on my Instagram, I'm always like, you know, these are the Raleigh dogs I like to paint. I'm located in Raleigh. Let's support Raleigh. So like location is key. So I think short term, I really want to be the person that is known for pet paintings in my area and also abstract paintings, so that when anyone wants one or the other, there's like a whole audience out there that's like, oh, yeah, go to Nicole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. So that's a short term goal. But then I think long term. I do want to stop taking orders. I want to start doing what some other artists do where they are just creating and they have launches every two weeks or every month. And like, that's enough to sustain them. Like, I don't know. I know there's a business model out there for that. And I've looked into them. I'm just not ready for it yet Mm because I just don't feel like I've tapped my current like business structure. But eventually, I just want to be creating at my own free will, which will probably be abstracts because that's really my passion. Okay. And then doing launches and selling them enough to support myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an uh, interesting distinction. Yeah, taking custom orders versus 
here's what I've worked on over the last, you know, few months, however, whatever the time frame is, and now we're launching it and you can purchase that, right? That's what you're thinking. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause that's like a, uh, like clothing store or like sticker shop, right? Like they create and then push that content out mm-hmm. versus yes, I will create whatever you ask me to. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's interesting. That's, that seems like a, um, like a cool segue into that, right? Like first you're building up your, your audience, your customers, your, your loyal customers. And then eventually you can switch into that. Uh, here's my content that I'm, I'm pushing out to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely the direction. Like when I look back on it, I think that's what's going, what Mm -hmm. I'm going to see. Cool. Very cool. And your painting businesses, that's your full-time career right now, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Excellent. And is that, you know, where do you see like your personal future? It it seems it's definitely sticking with art and sticking with paintings, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Any other like opportunities you would want to expand into or, you know, is it really, I want to be able to push out my content to my customers or, you know, any just, and I'm curious about, you know, you yourself, like any other opportunities, any other passions um, that you'd want to explore in the future? Oh, I think it really is just making my own art because mm-hmm. like right now I'm in a really great position where, you know, I have so many orders that, you know, my lead times are so long. It's not that the art necessarily takes that long to make it that I'm just backed up, you know? Right. Yep. And by being backed up, like in that five to seven weeks or six to eight weeks, I didn't even incorporate wiggle time for me to make art for the new house I moved into this Mm, year. So, which is something I want, like I want to have abstracts on the walls or, you know, I even want to shop my other friends abstracts and I don't even have time to like do that. And so it really, for my career and myself personally, I know I'm going to benefit from having the opportunity to really just create freely because mm-hmm. it's it's really what I want to do personally right. and professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, your passion for painting and for art is just so, so clear when you speak about it. And I think it's, it's so great. You have those very specific goals for yourself and you know, like, yep, I'm going to get there. Right. And yeah. <laughs> where I'm on that path. I'm going to do it. That's my passion. And I want to live my passion and live it out. I, I think that's just, it's just so great to hear that in, in your voice. It, it comes out very wow. clearly. Thank you. And you know, from your experience with running your businesses and trying to balance that, you know, your love for art, your personal love for art, and I'm sure the other passions you have, also family, friends, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested in knowing the best practices you may have come about of balancing all of that. How do you not just paint for 24 hours a day to fulfill <laughs> your orders and have a successful business? And just how do you balance all that? So I found balance between life and my business and trying not to paint 24-7. After reading two books that inspired me, and I'll tell you what the inspiration was, but I usually always recommend reading Jen Sincero's You're a Badass at Making Money and Chase Jarvis's Creative Calling. Chase Jarvis's book specifically will help answer this question. He has a lot of like advice on why everybody should do art. Even if you don't uh, label yourself as an artist, like going and doing an art class, because it'll make you feel more authentically yourself in what you're actually passionate about. So like, if you're a teacher and you teach kindergartners, 
and you go and you take a weekly art class with your local artist, when you go into class, you're going to feel like more passionately yourself for teaching and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, you know? Or like if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a full-time mom, and you do a watercolor class once a month, you're going to go into your home and feel more passionately you because you've like tapped into your creative side. Mm -hmm. So for me, personally, since art is my work, my profession, I can't let that be my creative outlet. (laughs) Because otherwise, I'm just doing it 24-7, like you said. So for me, I had, after reading this book, I was like, Chase, how am I going to, I'm an artist. Like I do that for work. I can't go do art and then come back in and do art again for work. Like that doesn't work for me. So I had to find other things. So like walking my dog, going to the coffee shop and journaling. I got into plants this year. (laughs) So now my entire house is covered in plants. Um, (laughs) So I had to, for anyone who owns a business and is like, you know, they are struggling and just sitting there and being like, oh, I'm so backed up. Like, I'm so busy. I can't do anything else. You have to. You have to do something for yourself or you're going to suffer from burnout. Mm -hmm. So if you create jewelry, you got to take a minute and you're going to have to step away from the jewelry and you have to do something else that's for yourself. It's not a chore. It's not like cleaning the house. You have to find another creative outlet because it's going to make you feel more passionately you when you go back into your creative field, which is also your profession. Yeah, I think that applies to and you, you started to get into it like any passion, any business, anything yeah. you do as your career is you Yes, you can work on that in your your personal time, what have you, but it, it can't be your escape. Like you're you can't escape from <laughs> the thing you do all day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I think that's a a great point because even if you want to paint all day or make jewelry all day or whatever, you need a separate outlet. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I think yeah, I love that piece of advice. Yeah, it just, I've done it too long in my past five years of burning out Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, I need to do all this painting. I also want to paint for myself. And then I'm just burnt out. So I've learned it from the past. (laughs) And then you end up probably not wanting to paint, right? You're like, I'm so sick of this. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Right. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then did you, did you mention you had a second book you recommend? Oh, yeah. Jen Sincero's You're a Badass at Making Money. That one I really appreciated because it gave me the permission to want to make money in my creative field. So like I didn't have to sit around and well, I mean, I did, but it taught me that I I don't have to sit around and say, "Ooh, I think I'm charging too much Mm -hmm. because in the end of the day, when I don't charge enough, I kick myself because I'm like, oh, I just paid myself $7 an hour. When I do the math of how long it took me to paint it versus how much I got paid. I don't think that answered the question at all. But it's just another book I like to recommend. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I think that yeah, that's probably that seems like a great book for anyone who sells products that they make or or any right, like when you're running your Mm -hmm. own business, uh, just how to gain the would you say it's confidence of what to charge or is there actually you know a formula there or an algorithm there that you use 
it's more just the confidence. There's no mm-hmm. algorithm. Um, there's another book for that, but um, <laughs> I think there's like a they touch on it a little bit, but this one is more like mindset. Okay. It's more like okay, well, when friends and family, like everybody who starts a small business, they all start by selling to friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. And because you love them and they're so close to you, you want to like give back to them. So you give them like a discount, right? But then right. at the end of the day, you realize you paid yourself $3 an hour. And you want to kick yourself in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it helps you with the mindset to handle things like that. Like where you start with on how you make money, how to give yourself permission to start charging more and not feel guilty about it. How to realize that, you know, people have money out there and they want to spend it on you mm-hmm. and you need to let them, you know, so right. Uh, yeah, that one's more like confidence and giving yourself permission to want to be rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that confidence and mindset <laughs> is is so important, especially if you, if you're running your own business. Like you need need to learn that, like you're saying, yeah, so you don't end up taking home three dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so my my last big question here for you, Nicole, is in this moment right now what is your proudest accomplishment? Now, of course, this can be related to your businesses, can be related to paintings and art, or doesn't have to be at all. Just in this moment, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? So my proudest accomplishment right now is leaving corporate America to pursue my art career. So 11 months ago, so October 2019, something just, I had, like, there was just like a falling out between me and work. Mm-hmm. where I was climbing the corporate ladder and I was on my way to headquarters and I worked so hard to get there. And there was just some sort of falling out between me and the company and nothing bad, but I saw it as, okay, this is my push. This is, you know, this is the universe telling me like, this is not for you. I've been pushing you out of corporate America for years. You need to listen to me. You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> and so I listened to it and I said, so that like, not a negative falling out whatsoever. It was mm-hmm. just a, oh, this is inconvenient. And I think this is my last straw. All of you are great. I'm great, but I've got to try something different. Mm-hmm. And so my biggest accomplishment right now is leaving my nine to five job and pursuing art full time. I gave myself six months to make it in my mind to make it was be able to pay my bills with art. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not on the six months, that's when it happened. Wow. Like that's, that's when it took <laughs> off. And if like, I mean, month four, I was like nervous month four, I was like, I need to go back. I need mm-hmm. to go get a job. Like I can't keep doing this. And my partner sat me down and said, you said you were going to give yourself six months. You've got two more months. Just try it. Just right. keep going two more months. And if I had quit at four months, I would have, I probably would have never seen this day right. of success where I'm actually paying my bills with my art. So that's definitely my biggest accomplishment right now. Wow. And congratulations on that. I hadn't realized you um, did have that, you know, more corporate-esque job before launching into this. So when you were, when you had that corporate job, were you doing your painting businesses on the side? Yes, I was a huge, I was guilty of quote unquote, the hustle, Mm -hmm. you know, where everyone's like, make sure you're hustling, you've got your side hustle, stuff like that. I was the number one guiltiest person of having a quote unquote side hustle. Mm-hmm. And which is just wrong, because it was my calling. It's what I was supposed to do. Like I right. should have 
made my corporate job my side hustle. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> but I was I was guilty of being like, well, I don't think art can pay the bills or I let society tell me art can't pay the bills. So I went for like a normal job. I worked 40 hours in the office and then I came home and I was putting, I kid you not, I was, I did the math one day. I was putting like 30 hours into my art business too outside of my 40 hour job. I was dead. (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, like I said, congratulations on on taking that leap. And clearly it's been successful and was the right move. So just congratulations on all the success you've had so far and and will have in the future. Thank you. I appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And yeah, like I said, I need to to purchase your pet painting for, for Oliver. I think it'll just come out amazing. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, Nicole, so much for speaking with me. And I hope everyone checks out their pet paintings Instagram as well as the Nicole Drake's paints. And what are those exact Instagram handles, Nicole? Yeah, so usually I just tell people to type in verbatim, keyword, pet paintings by Nicole, because you can put like spaces between them and it'll still come up. Mm-hmm. And then for the other one, verbatim, type in Nicole Drake paints, just three words, and it'll come up as well. Because there's like little underscores and things sure. in there. Yeah, so just type those words in, Pet Paintings by Nicole or Nicole Drake Paints, and they'll pop up. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you so much again for for speaking with me today and sharing your story and perspective and pieces of advice. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Yes, thank you for having me. I can't wait to listen to all the episodes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for your support. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks.